Hey, how's it going, folks? This is episode 25. I interviewed a guy named Robert Calloway, and you'll hear a lot about his craft business and creativity and building craft business and all that jazz. Uh, really talented dude and a really awesome subject, especially when it comes to living like a renaissance man and or a woman. Enjoy yourselves. Ciao. How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great... Um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the, the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that are, in, that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand, and you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice, Um, and that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. I want to re-record that one. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, I hope I'm not bothering her. Like, hey, sorry, we're not gonna air that one. Can we re-record? So I'm gonna do a little learning here. So um, you will be my one, two, three, first, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty third to twenty fourth episode. Because I have a couple recorded. And you put this on. You so a website that you post Everything. this. Yeah. Cool. Well, actually, um, I don't really put it on my website, but on the website, I link to the podcast. It's going to be on okay. 10 platforms. So okay. pretty much anywhere you want to hear a podcast is going to be on. And I'll send you a link to that. Oh, cool. So you awesome. can use it for your own purposes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the intro. Hey, welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast. This is Joe from the Spot of Joe Network of Passion Projects. And I wanted to say hello. Here is an interview I'm doing. Um... As you know, I'm a big fan of creativity, creative people. I love doing crafts myself. It's one of my highest passions, and I found that one of the things that is very consistent with people in a passionate, uh, creative um, field is that they tend to be more passionate about life and more creative. I mean, how are you going to do something that is visually crafty without being passionate about it? So um, recently, uh, I interviewed um, my friend Kimmy, 
uh, damn, I don't even know her last name. <laughs> How do I not know my friend's last name? I'll, I'll learn it pretty soon. But um, that one I'm gonna, I might be re-recording because we went completely off topic. But um, she invited me to a raw artist's thing. She is a an artist. She's also a fashion designer. She makes her clothes. Um, she makes a line of men's and women's clothes. And I'm helping her with her brand. So you'll see some changes. Well, you already have seen some changes in her brand um, thanks to me helping her with some clarity. So that's also something I offer. E- email this Joe at the spot of Joe. That's Joe at the spot of Joe.com. Again, Joe at the spot of Joe.com if you want some coaching on brand clarity and just the clarity in general of your passions and lifestyle, etc. Um, so I've, I, I went to the Raw Artist thing and I met several artists over there, including uh, another interview which is which you've heard. Um, I haven't released it, but by the time I release this, this will be released. That one will be released. Um, and that one is Aaron Kirkpatrick. He is a wood burner, and I'm actually making a book for him, a leather book. He wants to start with leather. We may or may not be doing a collaboration uh, long-term over that. That will have to be seen, depending on how well they do. Uh, I might be making those on a consistent basis for him to burn and sell. So, um, but I also met some other amazing artists, and this one guy who's sitting across from me right now, uh, smiling with glasses, and he... I walked past his booth and I was immediately taken by the things that he did. And I'll, I'll share some pictures. I'll, uh, I'll share, there's a link in the description of this article, I'm sorry, of this podcast to a gallery. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to host it, maybe Imgur or Google Photos. I don't know. Um, but you'll, you'll know when it's up because it'll be in the link right there. And, uh, oh my God, they, they really caught my eye. Um, and... I'm just going to let you explain them so you can have the first impression. Yeah, sure. So my name is Robert Calloway. Um, I'm an artist here in Austin, Texas. Um, I've been creating resin work um, for probably the past two or three years. Mm -hmm. Um, Started following some other artists that do resin work and got really hooked onto it. Um, The resin that I use is non-toxic though, so that's super important to me. Um, How do you find non-toxic resin? So is it specifically different or...? Um, it's just the, like, I guess you could say the chemical combination of the hardener and the resin is yeah. just, um, it's just a different, um, I guess different, different materials that are used to create sure. the, the non-toxic aspect of it. But I use a company, um, from a couple in Canada okay. it's called Art Resin. Art Resin. Art Resin. Um, uh-huh. and I've been following them since they began about probably three years ago. Yeah. Um, and started watching <clears throat> their products and how they've expanded and now they ship yeah. internationally. Nice. Um, but they, uh, have a distribution center in Dallas. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Right. So yeah. when I order my resin, it comes the next day. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, how much you, is it by the way? Do you like uh, order it in gallons or? I do order it in half gallons and half sometimes gallons. full gallons. Um, you mix them together and it's gallon yes, anyway. Right. So. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of expensive sure. because it's a non-toxic platform and it's made for artists yeah. by artists. But um, I typically pay three fifty uh, for two gallons of both hardener and resin. Okay, so that's four gallons together. Mm-hmm. Again, that's two fifty, three fifty, three fifty, three fifty. Yes. Um, and how much? I mean, if you don't want to say numbers, I understand. But how much profit is that? Like, how much do you make off of three hundred fifty dollars of two <sighs> gallons of resin? Well, it's it's so three fifty basically lasts me depending on the type of paintings and the amount of products I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe maybe a month. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it can go a month and a half depending on if sure. it's a slower month. Um, so a lot of my pieces uh, I incorporate 
a lot of layers of resin. So yeah. this is two layers here mm -hmm. uh, and uh, within my home decor trays that I do. Yeah. And then just, um, just to, to describe the piece he's, he's sharing, um, if I remember, which I might not, I'm just going to label this as number one. Uh, and it's a, a met, nice metal tray with a kind of hammered steel look. And inside there is this clear puddle with these ink splashes in it. It's gorgeous. You'll see a picture. Yeah, it's, it's, it really just depends. Um, my, my paintings are typically three to four layers. Um, so this uh, yeah, so this is going to be two layers here, but okay. my larger pieces are typically three or four. Uh, mm -hmm. The larger geos, the one that you saw that night uh, mm -hmm. at Raw up in the corner, um, that was a four-layer piece. Huh. Uh, and yeah, these have crystals inside there as well. Looks like pyrite, but I'm not sure. It could be silicon. Or something uh, else. Yeah, these are these are glass crystals on top. Uh, I, um, some I, of my sounds stupid. <laughs> some of my larger yeah. pieces have actual crystals in them. Okay, like quartz and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but going back to, um, I mean, it, it's hard to measure. It's hard to measure in the quantities of the resin, like how much, and what the calculations are for that. Sure. But um, it's it's the way I price my pieces, and it's based more on yes, how many levels, how many layers of resin I'm using. Uh, and the time it takes to create the pieces I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because it's all original artwork, right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I try with the majority of my artwork to um, make the resin last as much as possible. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a precious resource. Yeah. I'm curious, how much do you think of it like a business and how much do you think of it like a passion? Um, and is there a difference for you? That's a good question. Um, it's definitely a passion of mine. It's definitely a, a business that I'm hoping that will be more long-term. I do work retail. Sure. So I do have a full-time retail job, and then I do this full-time as well, attending as many shows as I can. Mm -hmm. So eventually, as I get more clients and more commissions, uh, my goal is to drop my part in my full-time job and um, do this as a living. Mm -hmm. So... How, how is that working for you? Does it seem like that's a possibility the next week, month, year? So next January will be my three years into that. You know, they say you have five years to see if you make a break in mm -hmm. as a career. So I'm coming up to my middle part of my five years. Um, well, although I, Colonel Sanders tried several things until he was 50, and then he did KFC, but he failed at like tons and tons and tons of stuff first. Yeah, I mean, my I would say that my business is successful. I, mm -hmm. I definitely sell at some shows. Some shows I don't, but. Um, I do sell in currently five stores mm -hmm. and my products do sell. So as long as I can continue with that and then maybe get into my goal is probably 10 more stores over the next year, mm -hmm. year and a half, then that would be a happy medium where I'd be making enough that I could drop my full-time job. Sure. Do you consign or more so wholesale to those stores? Both. Both, depending on the store. Mm -hmm. Was it you that was in um, this place on East 5th or 6th? or something that had vintage stuff that is turning into a clothing store but they had coasters like that I don't know if my I mean because I've I've done I have my work in um, art for the people gallery and mm -hmm. that's off of South First it um, wasn't that one I don't think I have anything up in that location there are other um, places that I'm working on trying to get uh, sure. connections with yeah um, 
but as of, as of right now, there's only a few places in Austin, and then there's a place in um, Florida that's selling my work. Oh, exciting. Mm-hmm. Place in Florida. What, what city in Florida? Yeah, St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's funny yeah. because Florida has several cities that are named after other places mm-hmm. um, in the world. There's uh, Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was a St. Well, I knew there was St. Petersburg, Florida, but I didn't make the connection. Yeah. So I primarily sell my ocean work. Ocean work. Yeah, so my uh, I do a lot of um, like ocean decor trays, so like this style, uh-huh. but where you see the ocean inside and it's got the coral, uh, not the coral reef, but the um, uh, like a rock formation from the oh, sand. That's cool. Um, you can put like wine and cheese on them. Yeah, and I do a, a lot or like of, oh locks or like a sushi since it's the ocean would be. Yeah, there. I mean that, I mean this, these these decor trays are uh, food proof, so you can yeah. uh, hand wash them, put food on them. You so can or can't? You can. Okay, can you put them in the dishwasher or microwave? No. Okay. Uh, you cannot do that because then it would damage the resin. Um, with the sure. coasters, they support up to 140 degrees temperature. So hot nice. coffee yeah. will work. Is that a specific different type of resin? or? I'm not too familiar on some of the other resins that are sold at like Home Depot or uh, Lowe's. Yeah. So I don't know what their thresholds are. But for this resin, it can... I mean, is it a different type of resin between oh, these two? No, no, no. It's the same. I use the same non-toxic resin sure. on all my products. Yeah. I just can't put it in the microwave or dishwash it, but I can put like hot... So you can put hot stuff on the plates. Yes. Up to 140 degrees. Right. I wouldn't okay. do like the stuff you take out of the oven. Yeah. That would instantly, I think, crack the art. So it cracks it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never done that. I'm curious about yeah. what that would be like. Yeah. Just to, just to fuck with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. How do you get the bubbles out of that? Because that's a lot of, a lot of resin. It is. Um, so there's a few things like sometimes I like to leave the bubbles because it creates yeah. another dimension. There are bubbles like this in this one. piece, yeah, um, which adds to kind of the the cool factor or the the, the depth. Mm-hmm. And that's again the one that I may or may not have labeled one. Yeah, the um, the torching process that I do takes the bubbles out. Mm-hmm. So as oh, you I, said torching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember I asked you this at the show, and I was curious about yeah. the vacuum chamber because I know a lot of people on YouTube use those. That'd be expensive. Yeah. Um, but no, Especially I, for something this big. Yeah, exactly. Um, the resin, the, the bubbles when you mix the hardener and the resin um, will dissipate over time if you let it sit. However, you only have a 45 minute um, pot time to when mm-hmm. it starts to cure. Yeah. So the best process really is to torch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of other artists out there that use our resin that also torch their pieces. Um, that creates that clean um, mm-hmm. look, like on this piece here, this, this geode piece. And so what that does is it heats up the air so much that it rises. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they just instantly pop. Um, so, uh, torching my pieces is one way, um, if it's warmer in the war- room that I'm working in, my studio, sometimes it also helps as well, uh, before it starts to cure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of my pieces, like my, uh, I do underwater, uh, coral reef paintings as well. Oh, cool. Uh, and in those, I specifically try to ensure that the bubbles stay because it creates, yeah. like I said, the depth factor. Oh, yeah. So it creates yeah. those dimensional effects. That makes sense. Aquarium effects. That would be so cool just to have an aquarium. If your goldfish died, be like, you can live forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen artists use like candy and some yeah. other interesting foods to, you know, put in the resin and then it just, you know, keeps it. Like you can make like a decor tray and yeah. then put different candies in it and just pour resin over top and then it's forever yeah. infused. And and if it's the zombie apocalypse, you can be like, I have candy. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. If I need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, how good it would taste, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a really good way to hide your stash from your roommates is put it in resin coasters and be like, and be like, where, where's the, the candy that I was stealing? And be yeah. like, 
You've been drinking out of it the whole time. You could technically put it in a glass, like a like a mason jar. Yeah. And then put that encased in like a cube of resin, and then Ooh. you just have to like hack at it and then yeah. get into it. Because then it wouldn't workaround. be touching it. Right. That's a workaround that would mm. preserve it, I suppose. Yeah. And then you'd paint that cube and be like, it's just a cube. That's right. And nobody would know. Right. Uh, we're, we're we're figuring out the zombie apocalypse here. Getting ready, folks. Make sure you subscribe because this is what you're going to be doing. Um, if you want to survive the apocalypse, uh, which reminds me, it's time for break, so you can listen to our sponsors, sponsor, sponsors, whoever is sponsoring this episode. I'm actually putting this on Anchor, and they have this this feature where I put us. Uh, I get to choose what kind of sponsors that I work with, um, but they randomly they don't randomly, but they choose which one goes in each specific episode. It's kind of like an algorithm, whichever supports the podcast the most. Um, I just want to let you know that I did, I did turn down a sponsor yesterday because the product did not um, did not align with my values. So I am looking out for you guys. I just wanted to share that with you because I don't want to advertise anything that I haven't tried and agree with and think that it helps you live a more passionate and free life. Um, it was it was Flipboard as an app on the phone uh, for news. And while I don't disagree with the product, I don't think it really helps people live a more free and fulfilling life. In fact, I think it more clutters your life with unnecessary, you know, headline, 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 quick story, quick story, quick story. You're not going to be able to focus on your passion. So I decided not to sponsor them. And I just want to let you know that because any product you hear from me, I'm actually, uh, of course, I need to support the podcast, but I'm sharing specifically because I think it would help you. Um, and without further ado, here is the break. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end. In the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two-hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews. That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash 
Uh, nothing, actually. The renmannet.org is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth you get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal. Also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art work. You can get that at the store at the renmannets.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K slash S-T-O-R-E. And as of now, they are $50. There are some... Uh, if you become a patron, you get a free coupon for that. So... Um, to, to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash the Renman Network. T-H-E-R-E-M, sorry, R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any anywhere from 5 to a 100 or more dollars a month, what that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, a pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects, and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast. Allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And we're back. So thanks for listening. Just to remind you guys, I'm here with Robert Calloway, the resin artist who is talking about his process, his passion, his colors, uh, what he uses, how he uses it, etc., um, really exciting to talk with you because I was immediately smitten by your work and it's important for everyone on the podcast to be exposed to people who are passionate and do passionate things and I love art and stuff so uh, we were talking about bubbles and heat and zombie apocalypse um, what kind of food do you ever put food in your stuff? I don't I mean I, I've seen a lot of artists uh, on Instagram and, and stuff that do do that yeah um it would be interesting, especially around the holidays, I think, with, like, candy canes and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so um, cool. Especially, like, with the, the silver trays that I have here, like, well, I like think the... toy reindeer or something. Yeah, yeah. Pull um, on a sleigh of, of, of peppermints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think it would be cool to kind of, yeah. like, kind of create, kind of like when you're, you know, decorating a ginger, gingerbread house. Yeah. You have, like, the different candies to create the cool house. Yeah. Uh, do that same kind, kind of concept, but on, like, a, you know, a flat form mm-hmm. and create kind of like a... I don't know, like an ice skating rink, you know, with like the icing yeah. and like the candy canes and things like that, and put uh, that fun. into a tray. Huh. Um, thought of that. I've never explored it. It'd be cool. Yeah. 
I don't know how messy that would be. <laughs> well, yeah, no, come to think of it, what are your passion ideas, like dreams of projects you can make? Like imagine you had all the resources and time and space and support you needed and influence if you needed to get something from like a community or whatever. Like what, what would you need? Uh, I mean, not what would you need, but what would you do? That's a good question. I mean, there's so many projects that I have stored in the back yeah. of my brain that, that I want to do. It's just like <laughs> time and money and... And you know, studio space because I'm working out like a, out of a really tiny uh, room in my mom's home. <laughs> um, but uh, it's I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've, I've been exploring the geo paintings recently. Yeah. That's something actually I started this year in 2018. Um, and I don't label that number two. And um, <laughs> and these and these paintings are, are are truly cool in the way that I like to to level you know the the, the layers of the resin and. And I paint the sides, you know, to look like the rocks. Um, mm -hmm. Is that hot glue or what is this? So the side of this, um, I use like a modeling paste uh, kind of okay. uh, product. Like a ganache, but not edible. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, if you were using this on like the side of the cake, but yeah, this is not edible. Yeah. Um, so I texturize it with a palette knife. And then once it dries, I go through and I paint it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what creates that really cool uh, textured effect. Yeah, and it's got the kind of weathered effect, um, the, the paint. Yeah, has this like this, some of it's shiny, some of it's not. Yeah, so I do this kind of technique on uh, my geos as well as my ocean paintings. Uh, the yeah. ocean paintings, I do uh, the gold though to make mm -hmm. it more rock-like. Um, but yeah, I if I had a lot of if, if resources and, and that was you know endless and I could you know create whatever I wanted to, I would definitely go a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. um, right now with my my studio space, the largest pieces that I can fit in that space. Mm -hmm. um, are basically four feet by four feet, uh, which is big, um, but I would mm. definitely like to expand that. Now, as far as, and that's... Fill that, a room with resin. Right, right, <laughs> That'd be so right. Cool. Yeah, so doing like larger uh, commission pieces where I could get like my, my boards like, I don't know, four feet by eight feet or mm. larger, you know, like have really huge panoramic yeah. spaces um, to fit on large walls for um, corporate headquarters, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do multiple you know, layers of humongous geo painting. Like a sculpture, maybe. Yeah. What about like a 3D sculpture, like a big cube in front of somewhere? That would be cool. I mean, creating and working with like some other uh, uh, sculptural artists to, to kind of collaborate and create that would be kind of cool. Absolutely. Something that's, you know, because I, I like to do a lot of tactile stuff. So, sure. like, within the geo piece, you can kind of run your fingers over and kind of mm -hmm. feel. Yeah, I immediately wanted to touch the, the rocks on the front. And I, and I always encourage people at my art shows and stuff, mm -hmm. my work is meant to be touched. I mean, the resin, you know, it, it's waterproof, essentially. So you can, yeah, you can run your fingers over it and, and uh, touch it as much as you want to, get that emotional mm -hmm. sense to it. Um, but yeah, if I could create a sculptural piece, you know, to be placed outside because then, you know, it's weatherproof. And then work with another artist to create some sort of, mm -hmm. you know, emotional impact that'd be cool yeah i just imagine you making oh if you made something and then the uh, the the sculpture person carved it would be so cool that would be cool yeah because i do apply resin to woodwork um mm -hmm. i haven't applied it to metal yet well other than the trays but like other metal um yeah but yeah that would be interesting i know people who do wood turning often fill the gaps with resin and then put some stuff in there yeah oh and there's a dude on youtube i don't remember i don't know if you've seen i think patrick adair i think so and he, is, he has like patrick adair designs and he makes rings like his whole thing is he makes rings 
And he makes rings out of random stuff, and he uses resin a lot of the time. So one time he's like, the new iPhone came out, I think it was the iPhone X, and he's like, I want to make an iPhone X ring. So he got a water uh, jet person to like water jet uh, a ring blank, and then he set that in resin because there were like different layers that were kind of separated at that point because he had just cut through the whole thing with a water jet. And um, he made a ring which was just around the camera part. There were, like, layers. You could see it. It was so cool. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. Electronics. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of fascinating. Um, I- I'll send you a link to that because yeah, he uses absolutely. resin a lot. So it could give you some ideas and maybe yeah. you could reach out and do a collaboration yeah, or absolutely. something. Yeah, he uses the, uh, a vacuum chamber for sure. Um, and I don't think he... He doesn't need to use food-safe things because it's, it's a ring. But it would still yeah. be interesting for you to check huh. out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always yeah. willing to... Collaborate with other local artists and artists in general, but yeah, they don't like expanding. Local, though, yeah, but yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Cool dude. Um, so I noticed that you have this donut uh, thing on your on your necklace. Yes. What do people usually say about that? So it's interesting. Most people, I would say, ninety five percent of the people that see it or I talk to, automatically go to a donut, which is totally cool. That's totally fine. Yeah. Because um, I actually use a donut mold to create <laughs> those, so it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the reason that um, so. On my website, uh, I'll, I'll label that number three. On my website, yeah. um, I actually don't address them as donuts, even though that's kind of what they're created from. Yeah. Um, but I call them iris bloom pendants. Iris bloom. The it's reason okay. that I call it that is that to me, they look like the iris of the eye if you look super close. Yeah. So these are created from looking super close to the eye and creating that kind of texture oh, and abstract cool. form. Yeah, and this one I'm looking at has, um, I don't know if it's aluminum foil, but foil in it. It's silver leaf. I use silver and gold leaf mm. um, to create some of the textures inside oh, of these. Oh, cool. So there's precious metals in them. So how did you make the mold? Is it made out of plaster or what? The mold um, is made out of silicone, and okay. I order those. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different molds I use because uh, I do like mustache magnets and um, <laughs> That's cool. um, some other types of um, like figurines and, sure. and objects. So silicone is the best when it comes to working with resin because the, the one that's like the bakeware silicone is the best. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it, it's durable with like high heat because as the resin's yeah. curing, it, it gets, it gets really, really hot. hot. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of the ones that I buy and I get those like at Michael's and things like that. Yeah. Um, their baking department. But um, that's how I create like my, uh, my magnets. And the baking or... department. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been looking for molds because um, at one point I was experimenting with chocolate molding and I ended up, re- okay, plaster sucked. Yeah. Because I couldn't bend it. It, yeah, was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a yeah. stupid choice, but yeah. the thing is I tried. And then I um, was tra- it was, I, I had a deadline because I was going to a potluck and I had been like, oh, I'm going to make some chocolates. And then it was the last day. And so I'm like, fuck it. I need to do something fast. And I found hot glue. And hot glue worked really well. But the thing is, um, it wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. But it, it definitely got some really good detail, though, when I, when I put it on the, the mold thing. But I didn't realize that there was uh, like a bakeware silicone. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that Michael's in the baking department is, yeah, bakeware safe. Cool. Um, for, for both chocolates and for like cookies and cupcakes. Yeah, whatever like in the, in the oven safe? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's really high heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, a lot of, of course, Amazon's great too because yeah. they're discounted and stuff. But those are typically what I use the silicone for. Um, 
because you can create some really cool stuff and it peels the resin peels after like 24 hours after it's cured nice pulls easily right out and then okay. there are different types of silicone like a matte finish and then also a shiny finish um, these does it really matter oh it, is, it that's, does the texture right it, well okay. it does for the look you want so these are shiny and I prefer yeah. that because I like it because resin's glossy yeah it kind of goes with the rest of my brand but uh, some of my uh, other magnets um, are matte finish so it creates uh -huh. just like a different look okay Interesting. I'd be curious. To see. I mean, I probably saw it at the show, but I didn't know what to look for. Yeah. Just depends on what people are looking for. And, yeah. But I like the glossy stuff because all my other stuff is high gloss. So did you have the intention of making this a business when you started or was it just like, I like this, can I buy it? Oh, this is cool. Can I buy it? And then it just started to grow from there. So I went to art school. Mm -hmm. I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, I visited there. Freaking yeah. cool. Awesome, awesome school. Yeah. Um, so I was there for five years, but yeah. I didn't go there for painting actually have a degree in graphic design and a minor in interior oh, design. Oh, nice. That's freaking so, cool. Yeah. We so, just high five, by the way, if you were curious about that noise. So it, um, I've made a lot of art friends over the years um, from SCAD and um, have been <laughs> able to take a lot of different electives to do different kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, painting, though, I've, I've always, I've actually, I'm self-taught. I've taught sure. myself how to paint and create uh, some of the techniques that I use. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I... Have always like when I was younger, I would paint and then I would just like keep all my artwork, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it, it got to the point where like I had all of this artwork, and my family was like, "Hey, you know, you should probably like maybe try out an art show or yeah, you know, maybe see if you can like sell <laughs> your artwork." Yeah. Um, and so I started getting into that, and then um, after some of the art shows and people liking my work, I would start hitting up some of the local stores and yeah. boutique stores, and and people wanted to sell my stuff, so. It's kind of branched out to like it was a hobby at first, and I was just designing because or creating because I, I like to mm -hmm. do stuff with cool colors and stuff. Yeah, um, very very vibrant. Um, and then I decided to uh, branch out and like actually, you know, I want to make this a career. I want to be a successful mm -hmm. artist. I I went to SCAD, I, and I do use my degree a little bit, but not to the extent of what I was you know supposed to intend yeah. going there for. Um, but now I'm creating stuff that I actually enjoy doing. Cool. So. This, yeah, this is going to be, hopefully, a very successful uh, business in the coming years. Hell yeah. Of course, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, I love the stuff. I was smitten the moment I saw it. I'm like, I have to ask you about that. And it was just such a cool environment, too. There's some people on stage, mm -hmm. uh, somebody rapping, people just playing music. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to apply to that. Um, I'm, I'm done, I don't really stick with one medium though kind of like I just want to do whatever mediums right um, experiment with experiment with that that's why I call it the Renaissance Man podcast um, I'm actually thinking about making that like a separate passion project is just making the, the craft section I do it on my own I just don't really know how to brand it um, but uh, yeah I mean it's, it's cool to talk with somebody somebody like this uh, somebody who's doing it and somebody who's making it a thing uh, if you were to give any advice or say anything to um, people who are creative, who have creative passions, who don't really know what to do with them, uh, what would you say? Um, that is a great question. I've had, you know, in my interactions with different different people who have bought my work or just liked my work, yeah. um, they always mention that they have like a son or a daughter that uh -huh. um, is an inspiring artist and, and mm -hmm. wants to, um, you know, continue with their passion and creating stuff. and. And I mean, I started out with just like experimental. Like yeah. I was, um, I actually went, I actually started out from being an oil painter and that's all oh, I wow. did. 
and then um, now that I do acrylic work with the resin, yeah, um, and found that that's better for me. Um, it, it just takes a lot of practice if you want to like you know um, perfect a specific technique or uh -huh. just to to kind of explore and and try all the avenues. Um, usually, like if people. Um, offer you to do something whether it's an art show or yeah. a podcast or something like that I always tell people like always accept it and do it because yeah. it, it helps you um, explore different avenues and then it lets you just kind of see where your artwork can take you mm -hmm. um, but yeah I would just say experimental um, continue to to do what you love yeah. and do what you can to uh, inspire others and make people happy that's perfect. I just uh, released an exploration episode of oh, episode last night about exploration. Just the value itself. That one wasn't an interview. It's just me chatting. Um, so thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to talk about my artwork. It's yeah. Try to explain the process because people don't know like what resin work is. I usually get like, oh, that mm -hmm. looks like glass. It looks like glass, but it's actually like hard plastic and it's yeah. know, much kind of more durable than glass and yeah. waterproof and vibrant and doesn't shatter when you drop it right exactly so there's a lot of cool things about my work and I always love sharing about it with other people yeah uh, if anyone wanted to see and or commission something or buy something where would they go so the best place would be my website so that's mm -hmm. callawaystudios.com so c-a-l-l-o-w-a-y studios.com mm -hmm. um, I can also be found on Instagram mm -hmm. with Callaway Studios as well um, but yeah my website's always showing you know what people have bought from me or what I've commissioned under my portfolio section. Mm -hmm. I'm always like changing and recreating my uh, website to keep up with uh, holidays and mm -hmm. events that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it's the best place to reach me. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanatnet.work, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T.W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmanatnet.work slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store and also you can support the podcast on patreon that's patreon.com slash the renman network t-h-e-r-e-n-m-a-n-n-e-t-w-o-r-k hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode